0: Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. As I said in the first hour, I am entertaining the lovely, beautiful, talented uh, Miss Charisse Charisse Coaches, who is a Chicago-born, Los Angeles-based actress, uh, recording artist, songwriter, vocal arranger, producer, and voice coach. Um, she has appeared on Broadway in the musical Waitress. That's the uh, Sarah uh, Bareilles yeah. uh, production. Yes. Huge. I'm such a fan. Such a fan. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and she's um she's going to be in uh, the Westport Country Playhouse production of uh, First Lady of Song. Uh, Cherise Coaches sings Ella Fitzgerald, which is running right now, October 27th through November 5th. So, what's a nice girl like you doing in the Ella Fitzgerald production?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it just came from a call. <laughs> That's how I got here. Um, it came through a company that I've been working with for years, uh, the Artist Lounge Live. Shout out to yes. Angela, and um, finally, it was it was my chance to to do my own show. So.
0: Oh, I love it. Now, are you, did you, did you know the music of Ella Fitzgerald? Cause I would imagine this would be like your grandmother's music.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Or your great
0: grandmother's um, music.
1: Right. Well, I did know a lot of it. Um, Like I knew a great deal of standards because when I was studying uh, jazz in school, when I would learn standards, she would kind of be like the person I defer to. So any standards that were like the more mainstream standards I knew. Um, but there were definitely some deep cuts where I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got a lot of that. I've never even heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: now do you, do you consider yourself a person that, lo- an actor that loves musical theater or, or does it matter if it's a musical that you go out for?
1: Um, it doesn't matter to me if it's a musical that I go out for or whether it's a straight play, but because i got into acting so late in my life and i but i began my life in the music industry the crossover to doing musical theater was just you know it was natural um so that's how i even got into acting it was musical theater but i um i like to i like to act and i like to sing so you
0: know <laughs> so this gives you this gives you a uh, uh both be- the best of both worlds i would imagine right right <laughs> And Ella Fitzgerald is iconic, right? Like, if oh. you say Ella Fitzgerald, I mean, Snoop Dogg even knows who Ella Fitzgerald
1: is. Everybody knows who Ella Fitzgerald is. You should know who she is. If you don't, i sorry for you.
0: <laughs> so how long is this show? Tell me tell me about the, the, the length of this show and, and who picked the music? Did you get to pick the music? Because she's got a a, a ridiculously big songbook. Right. Right.
1: Um, Well, the the show is about 90 minutes long. Um, It has an intermission. So there is uh, it's two acts. Um, I didn't originally pick the um, I didn't originally pick the set list. So the show was being done by a friend of mine. Her name is Alexis J. Roston. And uh, she was just so booked like she's booked far into the next year. And when um, the opportunity for the show to go up came up, she wasn't available. So they asked me to do it. So the show already like kind of existed and had like a set and it kind of had like a bit of a story, but the story had to be um, rewritten to coincide with my life. So the songs existed, but some of the songs we changed so that it could coincide with my life better. Like things that were songs that were specific to, you know, me um, coming into the knowledge of, of Ella, things that were just songs I just really loved. And I'm just like, can we just please do this one and maybe take that one out? But for the most part, we just kept the integrity of, of the set list.
0: Mm. So tell me the setting. Set, set, set. Give us a setup or a sense of like, how is this production going? Like, are we are we seeing uh, a part of her live? Are you, I mean, tell us what, what the story is.
1: Well, I am not her. Um, I am singing the music of her. So what okay. it is, is it's very, it's concert style. Um, but oh. you will see, like, there are different little uh, tributes of her. Like, the way the band is set up, like, there's a chandelier over the piano. So it's very much like you're at, like, kind of an intimate club, but you're in a theater. Um, I My costumes, uh, especially in Act One, are you know centered around like the times of the 40s and 50s um, and I have a a few wardrobe changes Um, and it's just very intimate it's intimate but it's in the theater so it's me I'm not uh, playing her but I'm telling the story about her life and how it um, how it coincides with mine and how she's inspired me and how I've become to become a descendant of hers
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. So was mm-hmm. this exciting to work on? And 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 tell me some of the the parallels of your life. Like tell me some of the things that
1: have inspired you by her. Well, it was very exciting to work on. It was incredibly nerve-wracking as well because um this is like there's a lot of monologues and there's a lot of music. So with it being just me up there, you know, there's nobody to feed off of for real it's just me so that was this is the first time I've done anything like that but I was up for the challenge so um yeah it was fun to work on now as far as parallels with her life and mine there are many um she was a band leader of an all-male band um I am the band leader of an all-male band (laughs) um she was one of the boys growing up as was I, a tomboy. Um, I grew up with brothers. So, you know, I had to wear their hand me downs and I had to watch what they want to watch. If they want to watch He Man, we watching He Man. You know, <laughs> like if you want to watch Power Rangers, we watching Power Rangers. Like that's just what it was. Dragon Ball Z is Dragon Ball Z. Um, I was outnumbered. So there's that. Um, and the aspect of her being a foodie as well, which was something that I found out from uh, my director, is that she was a foodie and I am a. If I wasn't an entertainer, I'd be a chef. I'm a Houston. really yes.
0: Okay, all right. So you got to learn more about her. I mean, you had some passing knowledge of her, but did you get mm-hmm. to get in depth with? Did you did you did
1: they give you a sense of what some of her favorite songs to sing? Um, they didn't give me a sense of her favorites. Um, and and I don't think I don't think there's any way for us to know that because of the way she delivers all of her songs. Like she delivers mm-hmm. them all at the same level. It's, how could you ever know?
0: <laughs> that's sort of like Aretha Franklin. Like, you can't really tell unless she told you, yeah. oh, I really love this song. You have no way of knowing because yeah. every song was saying the way as if it was her absolute favorite, I thought. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I think that's a thing with artists in general, though. Like, we have songs that we get really, really tired of, but there is a responsibility to your audience, to your fan base who loves these songs. That it's like, you know, it's it's kind of ungrateful to show up and give a lackluster performance of a song that has, that you wrote and that you've been graced to deliver to the world. And you don't, because you don't want to sing it, you give a lackluster performance. Like, there's mm-hmm. always somebody who hasn't heard it. So you just want to give it 100% every time. And I think that's what these ladies used to do, definitely, because I'm sure they they got tired of, a, I'm sure Aretha got tired of respect. I have songs out and I've literally not lived even half of their lives. And I'll be like, I'm so sick of singing this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so tell me about, tell me how did you come to to to, to music? Were, were you, uh, did you know at five that you were a singer? Like, when did you know? And, and how were you, how did you get to nurture it through? Did you go to a performing high school or? College, like, tell me your story a little bit.
1: So um, I grew up in a musical family. I was born into a musical family. My mom is a former band director. All my siblings can play instruments. We can all sing, whether they do or not. (laughs) <laughs> um, but we can all sing Like if, if I ever wanted to have a choir or Have a group I can do it them, my siblings But they just aren't interested in that The only one who actually still does music Is my older brother Tony Trouble He's a producer and a musician Oh and my, my little sister She's in school for music To be a music teacher um, But I was born into that And I knew as a kid That I was a singer Like just immediately I was singing in church From like the age of three um, my very first song I ever sung in church was Tomorrow by the Winans. Um, and then I think that's, what really that's a lot of
0: songs for a little kid. Oh, it is.
1: Oh, I was, I, maybe I was the resident Yolanda Adams at my store. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was that girl. Um, but yeah, I, I used to take on big songs like that. Like I, I loved the ballads. And so naturally when I was introduced to Whitney Houston and saw the bodyguard, that changed everything for me that changed it all even though i was not allowed to listen to um secular music when i was younger that i was like yeah i know i want to do this i know for sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so did you do talent shows when you were in high school like because it sounds Mm -hmm. like you had a very religious background so
1: i did my mom started to loosen up when i got into like my Preteen, teenage era, like she really started loosening up. Um, she would let me have like clean music, so like I would listen to In uh, Sync and you know stuff like that. Like I was allowed to listen to that, and you know, um, and then I kind of veered off into like Usher and um, <laughs> just all these different things. Like of course Destiny Child, like I listened to all that type of stuff, but sometimes I would be sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> um you know she she just didn't want to hit nothing that wasn't clean
0: basically. oh i understand I, I i listen i still don't want to hit nothing that's not too clean you know what yes. I mean? like, and I'm, <laughs> but, I'm old
1: but my, my younger siblings <laughs> came along and you know she didn't have as much time to worry about what i was doing the older <laughs> ones you know you got two younger kids so it's like all right worry about them
0: <laughs> okay yeah. so so you knew at an early age that this would be your career choice, but when did you step into it fully? Like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm gonna be steadfast in this.
1: Well, I have been professionally singing, making money as a singer since I was 11. Really? But, yes. I used to travel with my pastor and make money and just different little things. Like they were very sporadic things, but as far as like, operating like a professional since I was 11. My mom didn't treat me like I was a kid. My mom treated me like, okay, this is what you say you want to do. You need to show up. You need to look this way. You need to, you know, you need to be on time, blah, 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 blah. Like, it was very that. So I've always had that rearing, always had that foundation. Um, But as far as when I got really steadfast about doing music was uh, when I was, like, about 17, I had joined a community choir called Joshua's Troop. Led by mm-hmm. Percy Gray, um, and I became like a lead singer in that choir. And by me being around the city and going around the city, I was um, I was exposed to a lot more people, and people started to go, "Who is this girl?" and "Who is that?" You know. And I was I'm a very very high soprano. I'm a soprano one, and in gospel music, that's all the rage. <laughs> so, so I started singing background for different artists and stuff, and then. I really discovered that I didn't want to do gospel. So I started doing um, R&B and back then Neo Soul. Um, so I would sneak into the club. My best friend Mark and I, we would we would leave out of Joshua's Troop Rehearsal while Joshua's Troop Rehearsal was going on on a Monday night. And we would go change our clothes and drive down to the club. We were underage and we would pay to get in and beg them to put us up. Please, please, please let us sing. And that's when it started for me, 17, 18.
0: Now, did you did your mama know this?
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. I was lying. Thank God my life got spared because I could have just so many times just been out of here. But God knew God knew I just wanted to sing.
0: (laughs) So so so
1: do you still sing a little gospel music? I mean, I'm sure churches still ask you. Oh, yeah. Churches still ask me. But um, for the most part, I'm often too like kind of busy for it. Mm -hmm. Um. But here and there, yeah, I'll i pop up here and there.
0: <laughs> so now where do you live, Sharice? Where, where do you what do you call home?
1: Well, I live in LA right now. I just moved to LA about three months ago. Um, so I'm I'm there right now. now do you love it? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It was it's exactly what I, I've needed. It's so refreshing to first of all not have to deal with the winter because Chicago, it's snowing oh, girl. right now.
0: I'm in Connecticut. Um, I feel you. I
1: know it's snowing right now in Chicago. Oh Yes it's snowing right now. Like there's mm. inches of snow and you know, th- that was enough for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, LA is, is great to be around like-minded people too, um I started to, I had started to feel like I was becoming a big fish in a small pond in Chicago. Mm. So I went to LA so that I could swim with the sharks.
0: Okay. Because you know, there's, there's a couple of places in the country that are known for, cultivating talent and upcoming talent i mean you know you're you're already there but uh la nashville Mm -hmm. i think austin uh new york of course and atlanta Mm -hmm. i mean i think you could have chose any of those places what was it about la that sort of beyond the weather which i which is enough for me
1: (laughs) um i do have a lot of i when i do things i'm mostly in la anyway okay Uh, but I have a lot of community out there. I have a lot of community in L.A. So it was like, this is a natural choice. But I've, I just, I've always wanted to live somewhere other than Chicago. I didn't know where that would be in particular. But L.A. was just the best place for me.
0: Mm. So, so you've got a couple of shows under your belt at the Westport Country Playhouse. Because the show opened on the 27th. So mm. you've had
1: a couple of nights. How, how's it been? What's it like? How do you like it? I'm having a blast I'm just up there having fun I'm just being myself I'm telling Ella's story the best way I know how and um, the audiences seem to really uh, be enjoying it um, yeah we've, we've had some great audiences uh, last night or Kitt's kids daughter was in the audience so that was like unbeknownst to me and then I looked at my Instagram later and she was like you know I great show <laughs> yeah I'm like how random didn't know earth the kid's daughter lived in westport
0: (laughs) (laughs) well lots of people live in westport shonda Rhimes and all kinds of people live in westport connecticut so yeah so you'd be surprised how many people probably are sitting in that audience who were like oh i love her so i had no clue (laughs) okay so you so you so do you like because this is a short run do you like a short run performance
1: i mean this is not weeks and weeks and weeks um i don't let me see how to answer this. Um, in this particular case, I am not ready for it to be over Sunday. I'm not. Oh,
0: that's Because sweet. I
1: love this show. Yes, I enjoy doing it. I, I enjoy all of it. But normally, I am the type of person where I'm like, all right, what's next? <laughs> so, um, and that, yeah, I think that I'm, I would love like another two weeks here at least you know mm-hmm.
0: and so are you paying attention to the to the to the audience like are there young people in the audience are they people of a certain age in the audience because this music is uh i would imagine a lot of older people would would gravitate toward this music because this is probably the music of their youth you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like i would go to an earth wind, and fire concert before i would go to god knows whoever's out there right now because earth wind and fire is of my youth, right? So,
1: Yeah, no, there are some young people in the audience, like there are people like along my age, maybe like in their 40s, but um, it is mostly older people. And um, I take that very seriously because when I am of a certain age, I do not want these kids messing up my music. (laughs) I die if I hear somebody misdeliver um, dangerously in love. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) so so I'm doing my best to to keep the integrity of the music and making sure I'm you know singing what they remember for the most part so you so you're a
0: songwriter too Mm -hmm. talk about that process because there's a lot of people who there are a lot of people who are not songwriters and can sing a, a great song like Whitney Houston was not a songwriter Mm-hmm. But she could she could sing a damn song like nobody's business. Oh, but yeah. there are folks out there like Beyonce is a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of them are songwriters. So uh, talk talk to me about that. Pro- Sarah Bareilles is a songwriter and a performer. Talk yeah, to me I'm about that process and and what's it like. And do you do you know do Charisse, do you do you write a song and think I know who could sing this song? Even though you're a singer, you're like I don't know if this is a song for me, but Mm-hmm. I know somebody who can sing this song.
1: Yeah, that happens. It definitely happens. Um, well, I started with poetry as a kid. I didn't really know. I was just having feelings and feeling away. And so I was just writing how I felt. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it it developed into it developed into um, you know, like putting things to melody and stuff. So now my process is mostly I am like I'm mostly writing for myself. But sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll have like a producer who will call me in and be like, "Um, this is a placement. They're looking for stuff for such and such as album, you know, write me something, whatever. And so it kind of more so works like I'm kind of work for hire at this point. Um, They'll send me like they'll send me a track and I'll just write to it, send some dummy vocals. And I'm like, "Okay, we're going to do a real demo of this, you know, and we'll submit it. Um, So that's mostly how it goes for me at this point.
0: Is it exciting? I mean, are you still excited when you you get a track and they say, work your magic on this?
1: I'm excited to write every time um, because sometimes, especially like in the last couple of years, I've suffered from writer's block uh, really badly. Like I could, y'all used to be able to crank out a song, two, three songs a day. And it just hasn't been like that um, post pandemic for me. I, you know, kind of discovered how burnt out I was and how... Mm-hmm. You know, in survival mode, I was. So it hasn't been like that as much. But all of the songs that I've written, I'm very proud of. All the songs I've written post pandemic. Mm. Um.
0: So yeah. So so, who do you listen to for inspiration, Cherise? Like like like, who do you have? If I looked at your
1: playlist, who who's in it? <laughs> well, it <laughs> depends on it? on it depends on what I'm listening for. If I'm just listening to music to just listen to music um of course beyonce that's my girl um when it comes to like people of to of the day i'm gonna be this usher is um there's a new artist who's um a homie of mine named keon dixon i love his music and i listen to a lot of my friends too like isaac ray and adam ness like i listen to their music a lot because outside of support they just they just make really good music. So mm-hmm. um, those are some people I listen to when it comes to like um, oldies though, Aretha, you'll find her in there, Roberta Flack, Donnie, <laughs> Stevie, like, you know. Oh, you I, do I, know
0: all your like, music.
1: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm all over the map with, with music. Like I just, I love everything except death metal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I might be with you. I, I might, I might be able to get through one song if it's, banging just right but
1: yeah it's not yeah. given for
0: me <laughs> <It's
1: not.
0: laughs> I love it so have you have you have you seen uh, a bunch of Broadway
1: musicals have you seen some shows have you do you have time to go see shows um yeah I've seen a few um I've seen I saw the original Broadway cast of Hamilton I saw the uh revival what did you cast. think of that did you oh did it's you, one of the best things did you love it I loved it okay I loved it. I've seen that. I've seen, um, what else have I seen? Uh, the revival cast, the revival Broadway cast of, um, the color purple, which is my favorite musical and my favorite book and movie. Um, so Are you going to see
0: it, see the the new version when it hits.
1: Oh, absolutely. Cause that's absolutely. a musical,
0: right? That's a, that's mm-hmm. a, they're music. doing the
1: actual musical adaptation and not the movie version. Okay. Yeah. I saw that and I had a friend in the cast. So, definitely saw that um i've seen tina i've seen lion king i've seen obviously i saw a waitress actually on tour before i a- ever went in for it i saw it because i had people that i knew in the show when it came to chicago and i saw it and i went hmm i could why do this am, show. why am
0: i not in this show
1: <laughs> i was just i just was looking i'm like oh it's not that much dancing because i'm not like a super duper strong dancer i'm like uh a strong mover so I was like, oh, this is it's not that much. I, I could I could do this show. Forgot about it, never thought about it again, but except for I listened to the music. So I was obsessed with the the cast uh album for like two months. And then I didn't really think about it. And then I got submitted for it and I put it on tape and fast forward I was in the show. But yeah, I've seen a lot of shows though. I've seen quite a few. And 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 do you have any favorites? Um the color purple is one of my favorites. Um Hamilton was one of my favorites um I enjoyed I enjoyed Tina because I enjoyed my my friend who was playing her at the time uh, Kayla Davion, and my uh, friend Jordan was also in it so I really enjoyed the show I love to see my friends shine but um I was just very inspired when I saw it but yeah i I'm all across the board
0: mm-hmm <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so you got a few more days a few more days uh singing uh Ella Fitzgerald music and and uh and talking about it and 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 being on stage in an intimate uh big theater <laughs> which i love uh, mm-hmm. i I am excited to to hear how you feel about the clothing because you said you you start the first set with some some outfits from the thirties and forties or the forties
1: mm-hmm. yeah um well i am uh... I like to call myself a fashion girl. Like, I'm a fashion girly for sure. Um, And so I wanted to make sure that because this show is not me being her, Mm -hmm. I wanted to have the essence of her and take everybody on a journey and finally end up at me. So, like, the first two looks are very, like, classic, you know, from that time. And then when we start act two, it's still glam. But it's starting to become a little bit more current. And by Mm -hmm. the time we get to the last outfit, I'm completely me.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. and that's a wonderful transformation. So people can transition from solely thinking about Ella and that music to sort of see you as yourself singing this music. Mm -hmm. Even locally, I
1: I make more of my own choices. As we like, I I make myself earn the fact that I get to wear something that is me, and I also make the audience earn it because I'm very like to the letter pretty much with um with the singing in act one like i need to build that trust with the audience that report
0: oh you want them to know i can sing these ella songs i'm not going to make it sound like a rap song or whatever yeah it's, yeah it's i'm gonna sing this song the way ella it's meant for it to be
1: yes yeah. uh, because i think that sometimes you know the older generation can be can have a preconceived notion it's like what this little girl finna do you know <laughs> so i want to make sure that i build a trust and a, a rapport with them and make them feel safe like oh she, she knows her stuff well and, I, i'm okay. like, i'm
0: like that Sharice. i understand that because i you know i didn't even really like aretha in her in her in the later part of her life singing her song because i yeah. just i was like aretha, i don't even want you messing with just songs i, I i'm a purist like that but mm-hmm. when i hear somebody take a song and 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 really just give it to us i mean you can't be mad about that like
1: you can't be mad about it but it's just like if you've been listening to a record the same way for so long it's like you really don't want to hear a person mess it up it's, yeah. like it's not so early in the show so some of those songs that are just like like i got rhythm i start the show with i got rhythm and like misty and it don't mean a thing i'm pretty down to the letter with those songs because mm-hmm. You know, I want you to know I can do it, but later I'm going to make choices to not do it. So that you can <laughs> see how she's influenced my choices, you know?
0: So, so it's 90 minutes of you having a good time.
1: Having a ball.
0: And so who's on stage with you? Just you
1: and a piano, you and a band, you and a. No, it's a, um, it's a four piece band. Um, my music director, William Kirk is on piano. Um, the bass player, upright bass player is near Brooks. The drummer is Ryan Bennett and on flute and saxophone is Jay flat.
0: Okay. And so have you worked with these folks before or did you meet them just for this production?
1: Um, I had worked with two of them before. One of them, the saxophone player, I found out we went to high school in the same district because when we, we, I had never met him before. So when he got here and we all arrived at the airport, I was going, you look so familiar to me. Um, so come to find out it was that we went to high school in the same district and he was in band as well so we cross paths a lot and he also lives in LA um, the drummer I met him during uh, pre-production for the show so but he wasn't playing drums he was doing um, like behind the camera work <laughs> so uh, yeah the only people I had worked with was the piano player I always worked with William Kirk um, he is like the main person who is the go-to in artist lounge live and then the bass player I grew up with him I've known okay. him since I was a kid so
0: okay this music community seems tight like yeah.
1: it is it is it's 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 big but it's small you know mm-hmm.
0: so 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 what do you do after this? So November 5th it closes you take your last bows you pack your bags you get on a flint plane where are you going what are you doing?
1: I'm going to LA um, I got a few days to chill out, and um, then I start a run, a, a very short run of the Stevie Wonder show that is in um, a part of Artist Lounge Live. Um, they have like a short five or six shows in Laguna Beach, so that's the next thing I'm doing.
0: Okay, and and so you'll you'll be in your neck of the woods, so the weather will be nice because. It's a cold in Connecticut right now. Yes. <laughs> it I'm just got cold though. It just got cold. Just got cold. <laughs> I, had to
1: dive, I had to dive through my um through my suitcases. I'm like, where are my tights?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you got to come to uh Westport. I'm so sorry I'm gonna miss this show because I'm mm-hmm. I'm leaving on retreat today and I won't be back. Um, mm-hmm. but uh but I I I jumped at the chance to talk to you because I mean you're such a young woman and uh an elephant. Fitzgerald was so iconic and I was like let me talk to her and see what she's talking about about this Ella Fitzgerald <laughs> <laughs> I want to know I because I I mean because you know I'm a huge fan of these young sisters coming up like Samara Joy and oh. you know, there's a bunch of other folks and I'm a huge fan of her mm-hmm. uh I've seen her on Martha's Vineyard I saw her uh and at the at the uh at the Cotton Club uh, not the Cotton Club where, where, somewhere in New York I saw her and she was amazing and uh I thought and she's young, so you know y'all are young women singing these these songs by these iconic folks mm-hmm. and doing
1: a great job. Yeah, well, we we aim to please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, would you do another show like this? Would you do? Would you take on another iconic singer's role like this or interpretation? At,
1: oh, absolutely, because I feel like this is the hardest one I could have possibly done. So, um at this point i was like i'm i'm ready for anything if i can do ella and people it can be received well and people enjoy themselves i know i can do anybody at this point like at least you know not being them but singing their music i can do it
0: mhm now now do you do you put out your own music do you have an ep or a cd or a, a record like like what do you do Do you put out your own music
1: i do i have my own music it's all on uh, um on all streaming platforms you can just type in Sharice coaches and everything will pop up.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm going to Spotify. I'm going to go listen
1: to you today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's has got that I got lots of music out.
0: Okay, so so what would you say your style is? Like what 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 would I hear?
1: I like to call myself kind of a I like to call it pop and B. So, cuz it's not Oh, I, like, I like that. <laughs> yeah, like it's not pure pop and it's not pure R&B. It's like a mix between the two. So I like um I like music that's like it's soulful because me I have a soulful voice and you know like a powerful voice, but I also have sweetness to my voice. So you kind of get like the, the the dichotomy, you know, in my music. Um so yeah, I like to call it pop and be.
0: I like I think you're coining a new thing. That sounds oh, fabulous. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Sharice. I, I so appreciated talking to you.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was,
0: this was great. And I wish you every success. I am. I go to Spotify. I'm going to listen to you. And then, are you on Instagram? I know you're on the Instagram or something.: I know it. So I'll find, <laughs> is it, is it under your name, name, or do you call yourself something else? Cherise Coaches. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go find you because I love new artists and I love seeing young people do their thing. So, mm-hmm. so thank you for your time this morning and knock them dead, break a leg, have a good time on stage the next few days. Thank you so much. All right. Say hi to everybody at the Westport Country Playhouse for me.
1: I will let them know I saw you.
0: All right, my girl. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. All right. Have a great day. So if y'all need tickets, uh, go to the Westport Country Playhouse website. Tickets are still on sale. I, think, I don't think they're sold out just yet, but they're pretty damn close. So if you want to catch uh, the music of Ella Fitzgerald sung by this talented young sister, I would suggest you go to their website and get the daggone tickets because you will not be disappointed. And I'm going to go on to Spotify and listen to her right now. So I will see you all on Monday. I'll be back on Monday. Monday, I got the whole Hamden, whoever's running for office in Hamden, uh, they're going to be on the show on Monday. <laughs> T- Karima meckens who is a uh, town clerk. I believe the mayor, a couple of other folks who are running. So we're going to have a whole Hamden powwow on Monday. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, have a good weekend. Be safe. Bye, Harry. I know it's snowing in Waterbury. <laughs> <laughs> No, no,